microphone this time. Oh, sure. Oh, you want to <laughs> wait for me to start? <laughs> yeah. <Well>, you want to. <laughs> We're just a couple we of We kind of have just kind of gotten to a point to where we just kind of get right. in place and go. Do you have something you want well, to talk I gotta about? I got to get though? rid of my gun for one thing. Now both hands are full. <laughs> spit. He spit in the Ac- studio. Accurate in my gum spitting. Oh, listen to this. That's the sound of heaven right there. Cappuccino mm. with an extra dollop of whipped cream. Cappuccino. Mm. Welcome back to the podcast. We are just these guys you know. And Mike's enjoying his morning cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a uh, podcast, Bert Kreicher, and who was just here in Wichita? Skylar went and saw him. You ever heard of him? No. Comedian. Kind of a portly fellow who, uh, he's hilarious, but he always, the first thing he does is takes his shirt off. (laughs) And he does this whole deal with his shirt off. Um, Him and and it was another guy on the podcast. But anyway, he takes a drink out of this big old jug. And the other guy says, what are you drinking? He says, oh, Kool-Aid. He says, Kool-Aid in the morning? He says, oh, yeah, it's the best. And uh, so then they start cracking up just at the just a volume of sugar that he intakes first thing in the morning. Well, it's not much different here, that's for sure. Well, the, the original energy drink was Kool-Aid because mm. your mom made it with two right. to three cups of sugar yeah. in a quart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little red... <laughs> little red ascorbic acid and mm-hmm. a couple of three cups of sugar and sent you outside in the backyard. Don't slam the door. So, yeah. <laughs> Stop running. <laughs> <laughs> no, down in, sugared up, Mom. Down in Texas, the original energy drink, uh, little known fact, is Big Red. Oh, yeah. Big Red. Big Red. Big Red. Like the uh... hummingbird food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carbonated Kool-Aid. I've never heard it called hummingbird food. That's good. Oh, it's... <laughs> Nothing but sugar. It's red caffeine. sugar. Yep. Oh, I remember trying one of those. And, yeah, it was... <laughs> Went into AFib. Oh, my God. That's what started it. <laughs> Just figured it out. Epiphany. Big Red started my <laughs> when I was 12. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, that's funny. Well, how was your weekend? Uh, very productive, very uh, challenging. Uh, spent the weekend in the attic. <laughs> Talk about uh, hot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the kind of very productive that nobody ever sees. No. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never been in your attic. <laughs> well, and then, you know, they got the rafters in there, how they do them, mm-hmm. you know, kind of angled in V's. And so when you're walking through, you know, you have to get your foot positioned between each of the V's. So, oh, yeah. Um, worst thing in the world you can do is... <laughs> <laughs> it goes right through the sheetrock. Go yeah. through the sheetrock. But, mm-hmm. but no, I was running all the, the lights. Oh, yeah. Okay. Getting all the lighting for the... The kitchen, the dining room, the living room, the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got that all installed. That's something that a lot of people wouldn't know about you. You are quite the D-E... No, DIY. No, no, no. You're the DIY guy. I'm the DIY guy. 
I'm a renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. Electronics, computers, micromechanical repair, psychology. Yeah. On the side. Just as a hobby. As a hobby. <laughs> Electricity. Yep. Remodeling. It's impressive. Not sheetrocking. Yep. Well, I can sheetrock and I can mud and tape. Well, to there's do a whole it difference. Right will take me a couple of weeks. That's why I'm, I'm looking for somebody who sure. can actually do it right. Yep. Well, there's a whole lot of us that can sheetrock, but there's very few of us who can, and we can even tape, but we can't mud Uh, like a pro. Yeah. Yeah. Gots to have a pro to do it right. Now, I got a bone to pick with you. Yeah. Sound like my dad. (laughs) Looking at the YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. and I see a lot of one hearts and two hearts, and I see six or seven, Uh and I'm wondering... If Mike's watching all these YouTube videos, <laughs> why aren't there two hearts <laughs> at a minimum in all these videos? Uh, Every week we say, hey, make sure you like and follow us. Hit the like. <laughs> the the <laughs> leader is not hitting the like button. Most of us are casual observers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I am. <clears throat> Once it's recorded, I'm a casual observer. It is really good, though, the YouTube stuff. I just introduced a guy last night to it. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. We were at a restaurant, and they were eating dinner with us, and I, he was talking about podcasts. And listen, that's the perfect end. And have you noticed lately that podcasts seem to be like an up-and-coming thing? Like more and more. Right. You're hearing, and I don't think it's selective hearing since we do this now. Right. I'm kind of tuned into it, but more and more people are starting podcasts and sure. introducing podcasts. And and so he was talking about a podcast that he was listening to. He's a, um, he's a veteran. And so he was listening to a, a former Navy SEAL. I don't remember his name. But anyway, I, I was like, hey, about- you know what? I got another one. <laughs> and well, I, I form, actually. Former Navy non SEAL. Yep. <laughs> Introducing unsealed. <laughs> there you go. I took it. I took him to the page, um, got it all set up for him, got him subscribed. Hey. And then um, he didn't have his glasses on, so the whole entire time he didn't realize it was my picture in your, in your picture. <laughs> and so, but we got to the end. I was like, and by the way, that's me. What? <laughs> He's like, well, I'll check it out. They so, don't sound like you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I got a message from. Uh, somebody I've known in the past uh, this morning, actually. Um, now, but, wait a minute. Don't you know him in the present? Good good point. <laughs> I know them. I have not seen them. Okay, gotcha. In many a moon. Yeah. But said, uh, been listening to your podcast. You're killing it. Ah. So. Well, it does feel like it's worthwhile if I'm, I don't say so myself. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, same here. And I'm having a lot of people give some really positive feedback. So certainly appreciate everybody who's continuing along for the ride. And uh, yeah, I did find out over the weekend something very valuable, something that has What's changed that? in my life. And I was unaware of it, but it's good to, you know, it's good to be self-aware. Sure. I can no longer ride spinny rides at an amusement park. 
<laughs> I know. I'm just getting old. So we went to Worlds of Fun. Oh. Sunday was Dawn's birthday. She wanted to go to Worlds of Fun. Oh. So we went to Worlds of Fun. We were uh, there on a perfect day. There were very few people there. Wow. It, the weather was just, it couldn't have been better. It was perfect weather. And so no lines. Oh, wow. We, we could go right up to any ride we wanted. We went to the Patriot and it just went went right to the front, only had to wait for it to go through one time and sit in the front seat. That's amazing. That's the key, especially on a, on a ride like the Patriot. You've been on this? No. Yeah. They have several roller coasters that are great. Patriot Mamba, um, Spinning Dragons, it's just a lot of them. But the whole spinning thing, yeah, can't do it. I used to make fun of people who got sick when they would spin. Oh. And, you know, I would think to them, what? <laughs> That's nothing. That's me. But not anymore. I cannot spin. They got another ride that goes up 301 feet. They had to get that one foot in there. 301 mm-hmm. feet straight up. And you sit, all you do is you sit in a chair, <laughs> like a swing, <laughs> and it turns, and it spins around, and then it starts to tilt out. You're 301 feet up. It's a great view. You mean, you can see a ways from 301 yeah. feet. And it spins you around. I thought, I didn't think that thing was ever going to stop. <laughs> when you're a kid, most rides are like, it's already over. I was like, Get these things got to stop. Well, and the thing with when you get nauseated <laughs> on a ride like that, yeah, that stays with you for Uh-oh couple of days yeah not, not just five minutes and you shake it off and go yeah. to the next one that, yeah yeah once you get that nauseated motion sickness <laughs> it's a day yeah and i've never really and it's hard to smile through that it really is it's hard to fake it to make it i <laughs> have never had that as a problem i'm i'm a little embarrassed but i'm also a little old so well, I, I I can't help you out there. Yep. Um, I've always had an issue with motion. I was in the Navy. I had an issue with motion sickness. Is that right? Yeah. Do you well, get car sick? I, you know, if I'm, if I'm maybe if I'm in the back, but rarely am I not driving. So this is really good, Doc. I'm well, sitting over here just enjoying the heck out of it. You're welcome. The cappuccino. You're, you're very welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and the conversation. Um, we can so thank, thank all you. these. Yeah. So tell me what this is all about. What's up with the gummy? Oh, it's not a gummy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a gummy. It's it's just a lozenge that helps um, saliva mm. moisten moisten. And you you meant to have this out here? Yeah, I just brought it for you in case you wanted to. Oh, okay. But you ran in here, jumped right on the microphone. Oh yeah, into the podcast. I'm so anxious. And that's um, uh, masseuse. That does a really good heavy duty. This episode brought to you by Under Pressure, licensed massage therapist. 10,500 West Maple. Yeah. That just does a, a great massage. Heidi Burton. Hmm. And uh, do you go see her or does Tish go see her? What's. Nobody does. You're just checking. You just want me to go check it out. <laughs> they <laughs> Found paid, that card at a restaurant. They paid five thousand to be on the podcast. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's great. No, I um, Tish bought me. A I'll plug him again. Birthday present. She bought me a massage. And so oh, cool. I went, yeah. And this was a good massage. Ah. Now deep tissue type yeah. of deal. Yeah. You like that? 
See, I'm pretty wimpy when it comes to the deep tissue stuff. Dawn, she can, they will put their elbow through her body and touch the table (laughs) on the other side. Me, uh uh-uh. I asked for medium, and there there were points where she reached almost my safe word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Apricot! (laughs) Apricot! (laughs) Apricot! Um, Right up to the edge, and then. Ah, Because she's good. She's good. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good, uh, like, athletic massage. Oh. You know, had kinks and knots in my back, crawling around in the attic. Mm-hmm. A lot of kinks and knots and mm-hmm. just you know, tight spots, and um, and she worked them out very well. That's awesome. thought I would share that with you. Yeah. It's hard to find a good masseuse. Sure. And, and she didn't talk. <laughs> Can I just tell you right now? <clears throat> It's also hard to find a good hair stylish barber, whatever you want to call them, because the good ones who know how to cut don't talk. That's my deal, right? If I, and I don't have one person that I go to, like I've, I don't think I've gotten my hair cut twice by the same person in all these years. Really, not twice, maybe twice, but by accident. Not because I make an appointment or anything like that. I don't make appointments. I go where it's not necessarily cheap, but where I don't know them. <laughs> so I don't have to have a conversation. <laughs> Don, she's had her hair done by the same friend. It's not, she's not a hairstylist. She's a friend who is a hairstylist because she's had this done for 29 years. Same lady. Same lady. That's amazing. That's all they go for, other than getting her, is the conversation. <laughs> I don't go for the conversation. Zip it. Yep. <laughs> it's so it's interesting that you say that. That's it's awkward, right? To have to like, well, haircut. I don't mind too much a conversation as long as I know they're paying attention to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when they're talking and and then they're looking around and looking down in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, are you look? Are you on my hair? Just you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not anything I've had to worry about for three years now. Right. But yeah, you're right. If they're, you know, this is this, you know, pay attention to your job. And, but a masseuse, I, for me, part of the the experience is the, the, the zen moment. The, yep. The music, the the low lights. The, yes. And, and then when they're working those knots out and <clears throat> your face in that donut and you're crying. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't want anybody talking to me while I cry. Yeah. That that is definitely it's got that awkward. Elbow digging in the back. <laughs> so, did you see the Steelers this weekend? Yes. <laughs> Don't tell me. I recorded it. <laughs> Will you be proud of me? I watched the game during the game. During the game. Whoa! All the way up till ten p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, what was the score? <clears throat> the Raiders had just scored their first touch. First touchdown. Yep. Uh, in the last four minutes of the game, so they were down eight. Okay. Down gotcha. eight with four minutes to go. Ten o'clock. I'm like, this is a perfect time to turn yeah. it off right here. Yep. <laughs> but you recorded the rest of it or no? Uh, Don't even mess with it. Again, YouTube. It's Jensberg. Yep. Got um, it. Got it. He, he woke up the next morning. Figured turned, out they won. He turns it into one of those NFL films kind of highlight moments. Still, where 
Yeah. He does such an excellent job editing. Oh yeah. The Steelers videos. I sent you a link on one. Yep. You got a chance yeah, to watch cool. it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it's not not what you would expect in watching no. highlights of an NFL film. Is that right? Yeah, it's like like a like, like the a, NFL Network did it. Right. It's like a small yeah. documentary movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. But so yeah, I just wait wait for that. Good weekend though. Chiefs won. Steelers won. Lions won. Kelsey's Colorado lost. Yep, Kelsey's got, so we're starting a brand new series this week, and <laughs> I have to admit I'm struggling with it a little bit, but I'm also I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying, I guess, the struggle because um, we've never really done anything like this, and it's titled "What Would Jesus Say to?" And first week is Taylor Swift. Ah. <laughs> So the four weeks we got coming up, we got Taylor Swift, we got Deion Sanders, we got Patrick Mahomes, and we got Donald Trump. (laughs) What would Jesus say, too? You heard it here first. Yep. So These guys are going to be in the church. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yep. So now all I got to figure out is, okay, what would Jesus say to them? (laughs) (laughs) It's not so hard. Uh, Because it's one thing, what would I say to them? Or what would anybody, you know, want to say? But what would Jesus say to him? So it's it's interesting. I've been I'm learning more about Taylor Swift than I ever thought I would. <laughs> but I kind of feel like I need to. Jesus would say something to her based on the fact that he knows her better than she knows her, and that it would be to her benefit, and not just to her benefit, but to a whole lot of people's benefit. Mm-hmm. And so they're all four really similar in that aspect. But I think Jesus would have something unique to say to to you, to me. The last week is going to be, what would Jesus say to you? And so... Um, Ter- Terry left that as a teaser, so... I... We may want to cut this out of the podcast. Ah. Uh, he did? Yeah. He left it as a teaser? He left it as a teaser. Said, well, I unteased it. it. He <laughs> put it up on the screen. What would he say to Taylor Swift? What would he say to you know Deion Sanders? What would okay. he say to Donald Trump? And what would he say to, hey, you know, uh, got to come find out. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> bonus if you listen to the podcast, you get to find out early. That's right. That's one of the, that's one of the bonuses. And we've sold two additional books. Nice. Yesterday. Yeah, I had somebody I, asking me yesterday about a book. Three. Beautiful. Um, go go to Amazon, pull up the reviews. That that's that's why I wrote the book. Nice. You know, I, I, when we did the men's group and it was all of us, went six weeks and what do we want at the end of this six weeks? And I said to write a book. Mm. Who said that? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was why I wrote it. Gotcha. That's, I figured it out. Cool. Once I saw the reviews on Amazon. That, that's why I wrote the book. Yeah. So I, I don't tell people go buy the book. I say go read the reviews on Amazon. Yep. Then decide. Yep. If you want to get the book. We were talking about the book over the weekend up at my brother's. And uh, because I now, and I feel like, okay, it's time for me to go back through the book again just to get an even, you know, deeper, just a. Like everything else, the fundamentals are a daily habit of working through them and just continuing to be able to 
um, not just have them in your head, but actually implement them. Um, but now I do what I see you do, and that is seeing it come to life, seeing people constantly <laughs> screw up the fundamentals. <laughs> Isn't it? It's it's funny. It's maddening. Yeah. You know, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. We should do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first one was my brother. Yeah. My dad. He said, my boy, Scott, the yard looks great. And the first thing out of his mouth. Yeah. But if you get close, man, you can you can just see all the bare spots when mm. you get right over the top of it. And I was sitting there going, yeah. <clears throat> Okay, I wouldn't even have heard that before. I wouldn't have thought twice about it, but that's negative thinking. Yeah, yes, yes. And then his wife, Brenda, I don't mean to keep calling him out, but <laughs> Brenda, she comes walking in, and my dad, who's full of compliments, he says, Brenda, your house looks awesome. And the very first thing out of it, and this is me. I was listening to myself before. This is what I used to do. Probably still do it. She says, the first thing she says, yeah, but I sure do wish it was remodeled. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what has caused us to just become other than we're just habitually negative thinkers. We And not very good at accepting compliments. I think that's got to be a part of it. We are, and, and I think it's part of the, I mean, I blame parents because parents teach kids how to think. Sure. But it's it's a historically, and that's why you know whether you you know are a follower of Jesus or you, you just look at the the Bible as a you know pretty old book. But that's what they talk about a lot in there: uh, negative thinking, and, and you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, yeah. Gossip, which is negative talk, mm -hmm. gossip goes down in rots out the rots you out from the inside. Yep. The thing about the fundamentals. <clears throat> Is you know I, I've said in the past they're the launching pad they're the the, the building blocks they're the foundation for everything else and people always people always everybody overgeneralization mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. but people get annoyed with me for you know what do you want what do you want what do you want and and, and they'll they'll say it like that to me sure <laughs> what do you want yeah but that is the beginning. Uh, of the rest of everything else, uh, a lot of times people will come in asking how to improve their communication with other people. And instead of talking about conflict resolution skills or solution focused uh, conversational skills or how to, you know, take turns and having a conversation, how to feedback what you're hearing from the other person, first thing we do is work on uh, a couple of fundamentals, and one of them being shoulds versus want. Sure. Because once you get that in your brain, the starting point, and, and I will tell people, you know, this is, this is my litmus test for whether you're done with therapy or not. Ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test Mike right now, see if he has passed therapy in the last 33 episodes. Test question. What is the most important question ever? What do I want? Boom. Nailed it. He's given a, he's given a fist bump, <laughs> fist, 
pump right now <laughs> for the for the listening audience. I always in forget podcast land. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. clears throat> because if that's in your brain, then everything else will flow naturally from it. So mm-hmm. instead of because most arguments are about what the other person should not be doing, yeah, what that's they right. should not have done, and if you're thinking they shouldn't have said that or they shouldn't have done that or they should ask this or I shouldn't have to ask them to do that. They should know if that's your thought process, that will create conflict and create an argument that you're now coming to somebody asking how do we resolve the conflict? Whereas if you were thinking, what would I like? Mm -hmm. Then it is a very natural next step to be assertive. And assertiveness is simply sharing with the other person something about yourself. You are asserting yourself. You're putting something out there they may not know Mm. or they may not realize. Sure. So, you know, if I come to you and say, hey, I got a joke about three nuns in a bar. And you say, I'm not real comfortable with religious humor. I might jump back, you know, hey, sorry, didn't mean to offend you. Mm Mm-hmm. Why did I jump back? Why did I throw my hands up? You didn't say anything about me. Or sure. I didn't say anything about you. I told you what I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that is sharing information with you you don't have. Once I share that, it's like sharing a, a, a boundary. This, this is something about me you don't know. And as soon as you see where I live, I'm not comfortable with religious humor you stop at the edge of the fence, at the edge of the yard, and back up. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't say a word about you. I'm telling you about me. And so being assertive is telling somebody something about you. You bet. And that's where it becomes very natural to say, you know, if you're thinking, I would like to go to the truck show this weekend. <laughs> Hey, you want to go to the truck show this weekend? I'd like to go. It's that simple. If, if you're thinking about what you would like and, and you're in this living in this world of I control me, myself, and my selfie, or what, what was your me, my selfie, and I, if I yep. control what I think, what I do, what I feel, and I'm thinking I would like to go to the truck show, why would I sit back and wait for you to figure that out <laughs> and ask me. Yeah. And when you're not, why would I then ask you some left-handed question? Like, so, um, I heard there's a truck show in town. <clears throat> Were you thinking about going to it? <laughs> I saw a comedian, and the this stuff is true. There's, there's truth in humor. This comedian was talking about, he... he Got up that morning, got up that Saturday morning, put on his golf pants, put on his golf sweater, picked up his golf clubs, and started towards the door. And his wife said, so, are you thinking of going to golf today? <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, what gives you that idea? Yeah. And he's start, he just started, he broke down on the stage. Just what do you want? What do you want? Just tell me what you want. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's fundamental number, fundamental number two right there. Fundamental number two, three, you know, instead of reading other people's minds, what yep. do you want? Yep. And, and so the fundamentals are 
they're not the solution per se. They change your experience of life and they, they get you set to move forward in life. Mm -hmm. And even if you got something, you know, nagging you in the past, how you think about the past is what's keeping it uh, alive as a problem and, and learning to think differently. Then you point that at the past and you think differently about your past, which then allows you to incorporate it in your present and begin to build a better future. You bet. So yeah, it's great to go over the fundamental. I'm glad to hear that you're hearing them mm -hmm. in other people because then, oh goodness. Well, yeah. And, and obviously still got a long way to go in, in terms of myself, but I feel like I've had, I've experienced a lot of progress and I'm really starting to be able to take it and suggest to others how to help. Um, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about these invites that we have mm -hmm. to church, and I was thinking about how often I can hear even myself in the past uh, saying something like, hey, I know you, you probably have other stuff that you're doing on Sundays, or... You know, I know you've probably had a bad religious experience or, you know, always coming at it with a negative mm -hmm. instead of being like, hey, if you want to check out the best time that you can spend with your time, the best experience on a Sunday morning, come check it out. Grace Point Church. That is exactly how to approach it. Times are right there. You will love it. Boom. All positive. All I want you to experience that. So that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. And it makes, you've talked about self-fulfilling prophecy. It makes it life changes. Right. Again, Jesus never asked us to change our behavior. He asked us to change how we think. And so when we change how we think, that's what changes our behavior. And so nobody should expect their behavior to change until this changes. And he's pointing to his skull. Yeah. And be renewed this. with the transforming <laughs> of your mind. And so, yeah, no, it's such good stuff. And again, on the podcast, is it, I still, for whatever reason, I haven't gotten this down pat. Is it 10 through 19 I keep, episodes? Yeah. Um, on the podcast, episode 10, because I, I, re I remember this is the, not the official start of the book, but it, it, sure. we start looking at the origins of the yep. four fundamentals. And, yep. and so 10 through 19 covers everything in the book. Okay, good. 10 through 19. So yeah, if you, you know, want to just listen to 10 through 19, you're going to get a, a lot of good flavor. You're going to get a lot of the basics kind of given to you in your ear. And mm -hmm. hopefully that prompts you to go get the book, which then you can kind of refer back to it every day. And in the back of the book, a little pro tip is a summary of the four fundamentals that if you screenshot it and print it out, um, Hanging on your fridge, hanging on your mirror in yep. your bathroom. And uh, it comes in hard back. Comes in hard back. Ooh. Got a picture of Ryan. The awesome Ryan on the back. Best son ever. But yeah. It's a super easy read. It is <clears throat> one of those books that if you have it sitting close by, it's just easy to reference. I've basically, I've taken mine and it has turned to yellow with highlighter. And so, but I need a hard copy. But you can order this on 
Amazon, right? Correct. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Yep. Uh, if you're in Wichita, you want to swing by my office, you'll get a discount. And you'll get it that day. Oh, yeah. It, it was uh, right out of the gate, somebody, Paul, who had uh, we had done the group with. And, yep. And he has the decision-making. Right. Uh, how to make bad decisions. Yep. I remember <laughs> that. Yep. He, he's the first one. He looked at it and said, it's like a merit badge book. Mm. And and there was a little bit of me that was personally offended when he said that you know initially because you know you think of writing a book you think of you know scholarly you know kind of uh, academic and then I thought about it for thirty seconds I'm like you know he's right because that's that's what it was intended to be it wasn't intended to be some tome that you sit and study and at the end you you suddenly know everything about psychology these are I wanted to give people four basic skill sets that in a language they can understand and in a format where they can work on it every single day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so a merit badge book is exactly kind of what it is. Uh, we were talking about assertiveness earlier. I went to a seminar um, to support, uh, well, actually it was a speaker who came to our seminars and a guest speaker, and they spoke about uh, parenting. Okay. And... Great person, great speaker, great, you know, parenting coach kind of person. But I noticed he spent 45 minutes on one assertiveness skill. And 30 minutes of why not to parent badly. Mm. 30 minutes of what all the problems with parenting are. And then 10 to 15 minutes of here is one very specific teeny tiny skill. And that always frustrates the heck out of me. I know I'm a bad parent, so let's get to the skills. Yeah. I know I'm anxious, so let's get to the skills. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, speakers, authors, pastors, um, video producers, if you watch anything on stress, anxiety, depression, there will be that uh, perfunctory preamble of 30 minutes of why it's bad to be stressed. They're like, I know that. <laughs> What was the how to not be? Yeah, that's the part I'm after. Let's get on with the solution. And so that's what the book was intended to be. Uh, so yes, if you sit down, you can read it in in a couple of hours, two three hours. Mm -hmm. It's only a hundred pages, but hopefully, as you're trying to fly through the book, get it done, you'll start to realize I may need to back up and you know start like the guy who goes to the gym and runs to every station and does like two or three you know lifts at every station and 15 minutes later he comes out i did bench press i did legs i did chest i did arms like you weren't in there 15 minutes that's my workout i try to get in there and get me a good solid couple sets of bench or whatever and then straight to the hot tub <laughs> <laughs> Where I try to spend most of my life mentally in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I need a trainer. The book is kind of like a trainer. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, good exactly. stuff. Good. Good stuff. Got a big week ahead? Uh, you know, I don't ever think ahead. That's part of my problem in life. Me, same here. Frustrates the heck out of 
people in my life. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did do. <clears throat> I woke up my entire neighborhood yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do that? I knew I was going to, but to have it confirmed was secretly kind of <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I pulled the chopper out. Oh. Uh-huh. The black chopper. Yeah. Uh, with the 12-inch drag pipes. <laughs> and uh, I found a mechanic um, that I was wanted to take it to and have them just kind of take it apart, clean yeah. it up, you know, yeah. re- rebuild it, make it uh, operationally functional again. Mm. And so I rolled it out at uh, 645, 650 in the morning. <laughs> On Saturday? Monday. On Monday, okay. No, I, so yesterday. I would have liked to have done it Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's sleeping in. <laughs> I know some people get up early to go to work, but uh, it's funny because uh, a few doors down, um, my mother-in-law was always talking about how one of the neighbors in, in the neighborhood had uh, a Dodge Charger, and they would start it up in the morning, and it was loud. Well, it was street legal from the factory Dodge Charger loud. And this wasn't you? N- no. I <laughs> no. It, what was the purple car you had? Oh, well, that was a that was a charger, but that was not street legal in okay. any way, shape, or form. And, gotcha. And that, like the motorcycle, was um, take your breath away, traumatize you loud. <laughs> and that's what happened yesterday morning. I got out there in the driveway, and I started that chopper up. And I'm imagining what's happening in 18 houses around me. It's in the neighborhood in AFID. And when I came home in the afternoon, um, mm. one of my neighbors said, <laughs> Did you start your motorcycle this morning? Yes, no, you did. Hey, jerk. I mean, Lance. <sighs> and then the, the mechanic, when I when I pulled up, um, it's cool as a shade tree mechanic. He's got his own garage at a, his residence. So... If he does good work, I'll brag about him on here. Yeah. Well, jury's out right now. Right. But pulled up in front of, went down the street, pulled up in front of his house, but his garage is over behind his neighbor's house, his neighbor's son. And I pulled up, uh, his wife came out the front door, filled it, and he comes from two houses down. I heard, <laughs> yeah. I heard you coming down the road. <laughs> a mile away. It is just <laughs> stupid loud. I, I've started it up you know, like downtown and had looked and saw people on the sidewalk just freeze. Yeah. They thought a building was falling down or something. Now, don't they, didn't Harley originally do that on purpose? Is there something in the muffler that you knock out? Is, does it come from the factory like that? My bike? Yeah. My loud. Bike. Does My it come out of the factory no loud? So you just take the muffler off. It, they're, they're called drag pipes. They're about 12 inches long, and it's mm-hmm. just a, just to get the exhaust down towards the ground. Yeah. But And flames come out, and it'll burn the pants off. Yeah, it's all pipes. Down. So, but don't they do that so that cars not only, if they don't see you coming, they at least hear you coming? There's a good rationale for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safety feature. Seems pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These people who ride BMWs, they're the dangerous ones. Right. I'm just going to startle you into not hitting me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was fun driving. I'd forgotten how much fun it was to drive. Oh, I bet. But So I'll, I'll get it back in a couple of weeks probably. 
Cool. And we'll, we'll bring it in here. <laughs> yeah. Fired up. Fired up. Actually, I think I have a video. I started it up this winter uh, just to kind of run it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a video of it somewhere. And I'll yeah, you have to add that. See if I can find that. Mm-hmm. It's just, just, well, you remember in the church. Oh, yeah. When after, after the seminar, you were over in the corner talking to somebody and yep. church had emptied out and I went to take the motorcycle out. And I started it up. <laughs> yep. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> the holy crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You got anything going on? Oh, just got getting prepared for this new series coming up and how did the all the normal how did the funeral go? Good. Yeah. It went good. Down in good old Mole Vein. Did you play well? I, you know, it was super low-key easy. I just had to play some chords behind a, turns out it was a uh, a niece of this lady's reading a poem that she had written to her husband. And uh, so, yeah, it went well. Play the four chords. The basic four chords, right. Every song ever <laughs> written. That's right. Yeah. Strummed a little, finger picked on it a little, yeah. All of like 45 seconds. <laughs> so hauling the guitar down there was the most work. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. I mean, for a funeral. 97 year old who was ready to go. She was ready to go see Jesus. She was ready to go. It was so cool. She had just tons of uh, notes in several Bibles. That was what was so refreshing. Was that you just knew you were celebrating someone's life who is experiencing more life than ever and is in, you know, paradise, just reaping the benefits of a faithful life. You know, my brain, random questions. Yep. Um, and we're, we're studying the Bible. We're, you know, and you know, the Bible says to study the Bible, mm-hmm. know, meditate on it day and night, yada, yada. Yep. Um, Paul, though, who was the perfect Jew uh, on the road to Damascus? He had his, you know, come to Jesus moment where yep. he got zapped. Paul, why do you torture my people? Got knocked off his high horse and was given, you know, so much insight and, and knowledge in that moment um, to be able to turn around and then spread the gospel and. And, you know, he says, there's so much more here that I can't, I can't even explain to you. So my question was always, <laughs> well, when I get to paradise, uh, will I be given all that knowledge once I'm in the show? Will, will it, you know, will I be like Paul? Will it suddenly become you know, understandable to me? Will I know everything at that moment? Or is my... <laughs> My understanding in paradise is going to be dependent on how much I study the book now. Mm-hmm. That's well. I actually think that between the time that you know Paul was knocked off his high horse, blinded, um, Jesus is saying, "Why do you persecute me?" Um, and then you know sent on to Damascus. I think in between that time and when he was actually out and giving, you know, doing his missionary journeys and, sure. and leading in the church. I think there was some years between 
And so there was some time there where he was learning and he was being trained up and he was taking all of the skills that he had spent his life developing, but now for the ultimate, the cause, you know, instead of the cause of, you know, trying to stop it, he was now wanting to move it forward the way, the Christian way. And so, um, you know, even for him, it wasn't just all, you know, an epiphany and boom, he knew everything he needed to know. Um, I think I, I certainly do uh, look forward to, in my mind, paradise is a time where we are we get to sit around and we get to have the full picture. We get to experience all of that 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 we've only read about. That it'll just come to life. We get to hear from whoever we want, really. Right. But to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and and just first hand like he's just right there in front of us is going to be pretty amazing pretty amazing (laughs) it's going to be okay it's going to be all right yeah Yeah. now it's it's why i have the hope you know that i have it's why and i think the combination of being involved in so many uh funeral services and and that you know death is such a part of um just the regular experience of being a pastor um, man, I, I have, I do not fear it. I, there's still things that feel like it would be left undone if it happened now. Right. If in here in a few heartbeats, my heart decides stop, there are going to be some things left undone, but I don't fear it. And I look forward to that, uh, that whole experience. It's going to be something else. It's amazing. Mhm. Mhm, and I just want as many people to go so we can hang out for eternity. So if you're still here listening, if you made it this far, then you're obviously enjoying something. So or just crazy <laughs> bored. <laughs> so come see Mike on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. It gives you plenty of time to make the second sermon. Get out, relax, go get ready for the game. You can even watch online if you're not in the Wichita area. And if you're not in the Wichita area. At GP Good People, GP Grace Point, GPWichita.com. Not all those together. Right. Just gpwichita.com. You want to scroll down where it says watch live. Yep. Click Click. on the watch live. And if it's Sunday morning, you can actually watch it live. But if you're listening to this on a Wednesday night and want to hear more from Mike, do that exact same thing. Go to gpwichita.com, click on watch live, and then you will be able to look at, view previous sermons that were posted Absolutely. And then on the YouTube channel, there's a small section of brief bits of Mike's past sermons. And I have one that I've been reserving. I've been holding on to. I haven't put it out there yet. Mm. I have seven or eight more uh, Mike drops and mm-hmm. minutes with Mike to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have one that I've been holding on to that I, I did let you preview and approve. But okay. it's Mike's best sermon ever. Hmm. Boy, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you already heard. It. I'm hoping that's 
coming up. <laughs> you, you said it, and then I let you preview the, the best video, is yet to come. And you don't remember. So, just story of awesome. our life. Yep, it's true. All right. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Mike. For Thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week. We are just these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is Mike. I am Lance. Have an awesome week. We'll see you. <laughs>